Alright, so yesterday we explained that the idea of a nether means you say a regular object, which isn't holy, you say that object will be considered to you like a sacrifice. And the Rebbe asked, how is it possible that you're going to say about some regular object, you're going to confer upon it this holiness that, that, that doesn't intrinsically have? Where is that coming from? So we said yesterday to answer this question was that really as we learned earlier in the Mimer, every physical object has its origin in the world of Tehu. So when you're making the nether, you're really, what you're really doing is you are calling, you're summoning its, its source. And you're saying this thing to me is going to be considered holy because of its, because of its, of its divine origin. You're elevating the value of the food because the food does have a higher source than you. It's true that in the Ishtalshalus, it's true that in the way things are overtly, the way things are naturally, a human being is higher than the food. But by a person lowering himself and saying, I cannot have this food because for me this food is holy because he's thinking about the divine origin. Well, he's thinking about how this will bring him down. He's thinking about how this, this could hurt him. But what he's doing is he's saying, this, I'm, I'm, I recognize the divine origin of this, of this thing, and this is too holy for me to get involved with. And therefore he puts a border on himself and he says, this is considered to me like a sacrifice. Um... As a result of that, the Gemara says, anybody who lowers himself, God lifts them up. So by him lowering himself and saying, I cannot have this, 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 has, a, this has a too high divine origin for me to deal with, um, he is going to be lifted up by Hashem. What, is the, what does that mean Hashem will lift him up? Before we get to lifting up, how Hashem will lift him up, you understand that the idea, he, he, the idea of a nether is, he is connecting this thing with his divine origin. There is something such as sacrifices that are naturally holy. He's saying, this thing, I am connecting it now to its divine origin. It's divine. Yeah. But, I wasn't here yesterday. Like I'm missing a critical piece. <laughs> uh, how did we jump from... Tshuva. Okay, let me give you the flow. Flow is we started the Mimer with... There are, there's a concept called... Uh, staffs and branches, yeah, and we explain that this represents two two part two stages of the soul's life. The way the soul is in heaven, the way it's attached to its source, represents the page, the avos uh, and the page and the uh, our shvatim uh, who are attached to their source, and the soul your soul in heaven is attached to its source. Then there is the way the soul descends to this world, which becomes gets dried up and becomes like a shavit, like a hard. Hardened, hardened staff. So it loses some of its attachment to the source and gets harder. So, so a question the Mimer was, why would Hashem do that? Why would Hashem want to take this beautiful Hashem and do so well in heaven and all of a sudden bring him down over here? And, uh, and the answer that about Shuvah has a higher... Shuva it does something... It actually, and if you know, it's this week's Tanya. The, the quote from the Zohar is in this week's Tanya that uh, the advantage of al is they have a greater power, greater force in their, in their attraction to Hashem. So this greater force is expressed by the Pasuk, they cried out to Hashem in their pain. They cry out to Hashem, they feel the distance, they feel the darkness, and they're bothered by it. So, so one way that they um, reach this higher level, of, of, of uh, higher than they were, when they, higher than they were uh, before they came out to this world, is through being bothered by the darkness. What if you're not bothered by the darkness? In fact, what's Machin? 
instead of being bothered by the darkness, you just realize there is a problem here, but you don't have that bitter yearning like the Valshuva. You don't have that powerful feeling like, Hashem, help me. If you cry out to Hashem, you turn back face to face with Hashem. We said Hashem, you cry out uh, to Hashem and you reach Hashem. And you, 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 just like you're turning your face to Hashem, Hashem turns his face to you. Just like you put your innermost desire in godliness, God, Hashem puts his innermost desire in you and reveals his innermost desire to you. But what if you don't have that? What if you're not able to, 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 to feel that in your heart? So there's another thing, another, another way to deal with this. And that's a divin nether. Divin nether is that you put a border around the things in this world. You're not in the level of Al-Shuva who is yearning and crying. The other way to begin to uh, deal with the darkness of the world is to put a border around you and say, okay, this is, for me, this isn't kosher. This is kosher for everybody else. For me, this is not kosher. And that border... Uh, also will allow you to reach Yud Kevavke as well. Will allow you to reach, just like you Jew cries out to Hashem, which is Yud Kevavke, so too by Jew putting a border, as we shall see how that works. But before we figure out how that works, we're discussing the idea of the border in general. What is the meaning of this border? The physicality of the world brings you down, and all of a sudden you're making it holy, so we're answering, you're not just uh, declaring its holiness, you're actually connecting the object to its divine source. And by doing that, God will lift you up. Let's see in, in, in the end of uh, the paragraph of page 8. We're at the uh, line that starts with the words uh, 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 and the, the, by, the, by the dot, right. You reach a very lofty level. The Gemara says, anyone who lowers themselves, God will lift him up. That you're going to reach the transcendent light of Hashem. That compared to this light, the physical and the spiritual are all equal. This, the transcendent light of Hashem is called in Kabbalah the circles. From the perspective of how things are in what is called the circle, there is no higher and lower. And therefore, the when a person is in a state of absolute lowliness, he get is getting closer to the what is called the bottom of the circle, which is above the whole the whole realm of the spiritual cosmos, hold the whole realm of the hierarchy of higher and lower. He is naturally higher than the physical. He is naturally able to um, say that he, he has a lot going for him that uh, the physical thing that he's talking about that he feels will bring him down doesn't have. I mean, but he is lowering himself and saying, I cannot deal with this physical thing. So he, by doing that, he is going beyond the hishtalshos, he's going beyond the hierarchy of things, and he's lowering himself. So the Torah says, when you lower yourself, from the perspective, there's a chassid who said it this way. There's a level where grub, being coarse, does not make you more distant. And, in that, and there's a place where edel doesn't make you more refined. He said, if edel, if being more refined doesn't get you closer, then being grub, then being, then being coarse cannot get you, make, make you more distant. From the perspective of the infinite light of Hashem, where grub and edel are equal, coarse and refined are equal, so... His his being in a state of, of lowliness gets him to that get connects him to that. He's in a state where where he, he realizes his issue. He turns to Hashem and he says, "I cannot have this. this is not good for me." That 
that loneliness that, that puts him in a different state. He is now in, a, in, in not in the orbit, if you will, of the spiritual cosmos. He is now connecting to something which is infinite. This is what the Pasuk means when it says, God is lofty and he sees the, those who are downtrodden. Or another Pasuk which conveys the same message, God is lofty and holy, he, he, but he, he wants to be with those who are broken and downtrodden. I should raise a shuffle dafka. That means that God sees the words of those who are downtrodden. They should rum is nasmus Because God is infinite, so higher and lower don't matter. And by this person lowering himself, he's connecting to this infinite light. So just like we learned about when you cry out to Hashem, you connect to Hashem's infinity. So too, when a person lowers themselves and makes borders in their life and say, This is like something I, can't, I should not have, they all their bittle connects them to uh, the infinity of Hashem. This will help us understand another explanation of Sanctify yourself with what's permissible to you. So far, we missed it yesterday. The, uh, so far, what we've said till now is uh, the first explanation of sanctify yourself with what's permissible to you means uh, that you have to turn to face Hashem. You shouldn't be into the physical. You shouldn't put your whole desire there. Turn to face Hashem and uh, put your be face to face with Hashem. Put your desire in in, in in God. Put your desire in what's really meaningful to you. He made so much stuff. Huh? He made so much stuff. There's so much stuff. I don't, are you complaining about the stuff that you have? No. Okay. Stuff that I want that I don't have that I'm not complaining about. <laughs> you're, you're telling me like kind of don't want it or like get it, but like you know. Maybe. Make sure like one of the stitchings on the Tesla seat is like a little torn, so it's like not so perfect. Like, what like, what what are we what are we getting at here? Should I, should I live should I live in a ship? Or should, should I live in my Tesla? Like I'm not. I'll live in your Tesla if you don't want to live in it. Right, listen. <laughs> like, am I missing the forest for the trees? Sanctify yourself. What's permissible to you? We're saying two explanations of that. The first explanation is we said eat it, have a Tesla. But do look for the divine origin of it. Look, look for what, what the value of it is. Don't be, don't, that shouldn't be who you are. That was the first explanation. I'm not saying specifically the Tesla. I don't know what it. Te- I'm not saying the, 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 the uh, first explanation is what's permissible to you, what you like, what's 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 what. It's not you shouldn't have it, but don't focus on the on the desire that you have in it. Don't focus on. On the sad, how it satisfies you, your satisfaction and your desire should be for Hashem. The, the, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't turn your back to Hashem. Your whole life is is, is Gashmi. That's the first explanation. Now we see a second explanation. Actually, to abstain, not to have. That's where you just lost it. Okay. Let's see. Make your mind. There's two explanations. Sanctify yourself with permissible to means. The first explanation is you eat it, but eat it for the sake of Hashem. That's its first explanation. Now I'll tell you a second explanation. Unlike the first explanation, where you are able to elevate this food by using it not to satisfy your body, not to satisfy your lust, rather using it for the sake of heaven, because you see the good in it. You say, this is Hashem has given me this food. There's some godly energy here. I want to have the energy from Hashem. I want Hashem, period. That's his first explanation. You're not going to abstain, not going to fast, you're not going to... You're just going to say, 
who am I and what am I about? That's the first explanation. Don't put your whole heart into your Tesla. Second explanation is, the second situation is, second scenario is, this thing that you're looking for is actually bringing you down. It's actually ruining your life. It's not what you, it's good for you right now. So it's not that you need to use it for the right reasons. It's you need to stay far away from this. This is just isn't good for you. And therefore we have to stay away from it and don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Whatever the thing may be that's bringing you down, stay away. That means you, that you that you address this thing, and you say, "I'm going. I'm going to. Talk, I'm going to treat this as if it's a sacrifice. This thing indeed has a divine origin. It's higher than me, and it's for me. It's considered holy. It's considered something which I cannot touch because I do not possess the tools to use this in a holy way." So by you lowering yourself and saying, I cannot lift this up, this is, just to, this is just not for me right now, Hashem lifts you up. Which is an incredible idea. I mean, Rebbe is using the language of Kabbalah over here, that you're lowering yourself because you're a man and this is a food. But just the idea of a person having the humility to say, I cannot, I need help, that connects him to God's infinity. That connects him to God saying, I'm going to lift you up. It's just a uh, very heartwarming concept. You, you, you're, you, you feel like, like defeated. You know what? This thing isn't good for me, and therefore I'm putting a filter on my internet. This thing isn't good for me, and therefore I am getting rid of taking this out of my life, and I'm putting borders on So you feel like you're defeated, like everyone else can do it, but you can't. But the Rebbe is saying, you're lowering yourself, the Abish lifts you up. Now can understand why this Torah portion of the of the vows was said specifically in a Torah portion called matos, not a Torah portion called branches, because who needs to make a vow? Someone who is in this world, in this world itself, someone who is at a lower level, who is unable to elevate the physical food, who is afraid the physical food will bring him down, and therefore he has to separate himself from that physical thing by making a vow. And then the Jewish people, at that stage, they're called staffs. The way the Nisham is attached to the Abishter and Ganadin, the way the Nisham is, is in a state of rapture, spiritual rapture, it's called a Shevet. At that level, it doesn't need to separate himself. On the contrary, it's, it's uh, the Tzadikim who will tell us how, how powerful physical tools are and use them to spread Yiddishkeit, etc. But a person is a lower level, he needs to, uh, he needs to know when he, the borders need to be set up. Rabbi Shachar always has a story uh, about this yeshiva bacher who would go, used to go on, on, on the mitzvah campaign every Friday, and he felt, and he felt uh, that it was bringing him down. And uh, the Rebbe said to this boy, the boys you're visiting, the people you're visiting, they were okay before you were visiting them, and they were okay after you visited them. But you are not okay, so stop visiting them. It's, 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 you have to know your, your uh, limits, in other words. To know what's good for you, what's not good for you. So Moshe Rabbeinu spoke the Shvatim. What do you tell them? This is the word that God says. Did you make the decision? Uh, can we have five minutes there? Because of the or no? What do you say? We've read it here. Okay, fine. Uh, okay, so, so Moshe told the Shvatim, this is the word of Hashem. What does he mean by this is the word of Hashem? That the word this is a, is a way to judge something with absolute clarity. Koi, which means here, 
means it's not so clear. It's something which isn't so 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 uh, uh, clear what it is. Zeh means this is the actual thing. Moshe Rabbeinu, he gave prophecy. He said, "This is the word of God." Because Moshe had absolute clarity. Other prophets, their their prophecy wasn't so clear, and therefore they said something like this. Hashem said, "All the prophets, when they introduced their words of prophecy, they said, Koi, so says God.' It wasn't exactly like this. It was something like this. They, they, they didn't have a clarity. Moshe Rabbeinu had absolute clarity. He said, "This is the word of God." So you, you said before that the person needs to know his limits. Should the person make that decision or ask the government? You should ask the spiritual mentor. So, uh, so why is this word used in this part in this section of the Torah, which is talking about uh, making vows? This is the word of God. The answer is, um, it's specifically when the shama is in this world and has to and has to deal with these challenges that it's able to connect to the level of Meish It's able to go beyond the level of the Shvatim, the level of Avnitz and Yaakov, and to connect to the word of Hashem. You can only go so far when you're in as, as a Shevet, as a branch in heaven. The way to get, connect to the essence of Hashem, Zed, the way that the level of Meish this is Hashem, it's specifically by making borders upon yourself and saying, this is, I can't have, this I shouldn't have. L'chaim.